What's going on, everyone? This is Headbingers in Charge. My name is Mackenzie. And I'm Courtney. If you were tuned in to our last episode, uh, we talked about a lot of the Binger Games shows. We had a Q&A session. A lot of Binger Games questions came, came up. And we talked about some of the shows that we continued to watch even as the Binger Games came to a close. Yes, now as the uh, head binger, I... Uh Watched more than my intern, Courtney, here. But uh, there is one show that we both finished the first season of, so we wanted to talk about that today, and that is You on Netflix. Who, me? Yeah, you. I didn't know we were going to do a whole episode on me. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, have you seen that TikTok? No. Of the news segment where the guy is like talking about the show You and the anchor, the other anchor thinks it's about her. And yes, I did. So That's stupid. so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Infuriating, really. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, now that we've cleared the air there, we're going to start by recapping season one, uh, mainly for our benefit here. It's been about a month or so since, since I watched it. So let's, uh, let's talk about season one of you, Kens. Go ahead and hit that spoiler alert button for anyone that hasn't finished season one. So for those that don't know or don't remember, the uh, show follows a man named Joe who works at a bookstore. And he meets this girl, Beck, who walks into the bookstore one day and he begins to stalk her. Yeah, they have a little little chemistry at the beginning there. We're kind of like, ooh, this is fun, a little heat, a little chemistry. And then very quickly we learn that he is a creeper. Mm-hmm. Not a good person, a stalker. Very methodical. Probably some harassment charges in there. Oh, of course. Um, and then it gets worse because he starts killing people. Yeah, it took a took a turn there. I think when we discussed it on the Binger Games, we're like wondering if he was a killer or not in the beginning. We're like, maybe he's just creepy and a stalker. But I think I actually said, oh, I don't know if he's actually a killer though, and. Prove me wrong there. He's got a pretty high body count. Yeah, really. That we know of. He might even be more. Exactly. Um, yeah, I remember, vaguely remember, you know, we made it through. How many did we watch for the Binger Games? Was it one or two episodes? Two episodes. And I think both of us were kind of in agreement on that. Like that he's creepy, but like we don't think he'd actually kill anybody. Um, yeah, especially Beck. I just thought he was so obsessed with her. Yeah, well, his obsession um, got the best of him. And obviously this uh, whatever is wrong with him is stronger than his feelings for Beck. Yeah, there seems to be um, things that like make him tick. But like then you see the side of him with Paco. Mm-hmm. That's why it was kind of hard because he was showing like good sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be completely clear, he's definitely not a good person. <laughs> um, no. But, you know, being being it's a TV show, they they give him a couple likable qualities so that you're not sure how to think about, of him at first. Um, I think that's realistic because a lot of the time you don't know how people really are and they, you know, they're portrayed as nice and you can perceive them as nice just walking down the street or being their co-worker and they have this secret life absolutely i think it's a great um like a parallel essentially it's like we get to see both sides you know we get to see like like us as the audience are kind of conflicted because it's like oh my gosh but he's such a nice guy and like that's the front that he's putting on for other people Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we get to lift the curtain back a little bit and look and see, oh, this is what he's really like on the inside. This is who he truly is. And he's a bad guy. Right. And that's why, like, in real life, when you, you know, see these, like, murder cases and stuff and the people that are around them are always like, oh, I would have never guessed he's such a great person. Like, it really shows how that happens. Exactly. He's so charismatic personable he's so nice he yeah he he watches over my kid when i can't you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. absolutely he obviously obsessed with beck 
Uh, Beck has a piece of shit ex-boyfriend named Benji. Um, also, by, by choosing the piece of shit um, Benji as his first target, we're almost kind of on his side a little bit, you know? We, <laughs> not saying that Benji deserved to die, but he is a, a piece of shit person. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, well, I'm going to look the other way on this one, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he kidnaps Benji. And he gets to the point. He kept him for a while. Yeah, he kept him for a while. And that's why we also didn't know because he he was even conflicted himself. He didn't know if he was going to kill Benji until he figured he had no other choice. When I think that is so interesting that we as the audience got to see like that character arc. Like he was not a killer in the beginning of the show and developed into one. Mm. And it, I think it was definitely a development because even when he killed Benji, it was very hands-off. Like, he didn't strangle him. He didn't shoot him. He didn't stab him. He gave him a coffee that he was allergic to and just, like, let him die. It was very hands-off, you know? But when he killed um, Candace's lover, that was a flashback. So he had killed before. That is true. Very true. Mm. but I forgot about him. He pushed him right off that building. He did. He really did. And I'm forgetting why. Why did he push him off the building? Remind because me. Because he was sleeping with Candace. There it is. That was like an anger kill. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy was just sitting on the edge of the roof, you know, he's like, eh, boop, push him over. Exactly. So to me, I don't know, maybe he thought like, well, that was just a one-time thing. Like, just my anger got the best of me he didn't he didn't think that he was a killer like we said and then you know he's like well i have i happen to have this coffee that benji's allergic to so let me just give it to him (laughs) i don't know i still think it was very even that first killing i know he pushed him off the ledge but it's still it's uh a less like intimate way to kill someone it wasn't violent or yeah yeah like i mean We've seen Criminal Minds and they talk about, you know, how like strangulation is like a more intimate way of killing someone. Like you want to see the life leave someone like he's definitely not that kind of killer, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, even with Peach, like he wasn't going to kill her, but she caught him in the house and then they were wrestling over the gun. And I mean, you know, gun is violent. He didn't go there with the gun. and Although he did hit her on the head with the rock before that. So that's a, mm-hmm. that contradicts it a little bit. He just gets these like anger. I don't know. Just takes him over. Yeah. And I still think the thing in the park with the rock was more of a an opportunity crime. You know? Mm-hmm. Like he got angry with her. There was a rock. No one else around, which, okay, in the middle of Central Park, yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was more of just like a an angry reaction that ended more violently than I think he thought it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time he kills someone, he seems a little surprised. Mm-hmm. Taking it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of defending him here. Oh, but no. we're just analyzing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone We watch think- Criminal Minds, so we need to get into his mind. <laughs> right. I don't want anyone to think we're defending him. We're not. I'm just, I th- I think it's interesting from a writing standpoint how it like slowly progressed versus like, you know, it very easily could have been a show where like, oh yeah, he's a killer. He just stalks and kills people. Like, you know, I won't say that's boring, but like if it's, if he's already an established killer, there's no up and down there, you know, like you and I, they had us fooled. You and I didn't think he was a killer. Mm-hmm. And even like... The people he did kill, it wasn't like right away like, oh, she's a problem. I got to get rid of her. It took him a while like to even get to the point with Peach. And he didn't kill Dr. Nikki when he was he had the chance to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Benji, he held for a while. None of them, even um, the abusive guy, Ron, he could have killed him the first time, but he didn't. Yeah. And he's another one where like. Of course, not Joe's place to kill him. I guess he didn't deserve to die, but, like, also, he was a piece of shit, too. I mean, yeah, he was beaten up on 
Paco and the mom. That kind of fits into Joe's hero complex. Mm-hmm. Like he sees himself as like a vigilante. Like, well, these people are doing bad things, so I'm going to clean up shop, you know? Right. Even though Peach was a pretty decent person, he, she was not decent to Beck. You know, she treated Beck not so great. So he saw that as like he needed to save her. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like Paco and Beck he saw as victims and he wanted to help them whatever way he could, even though it's not, you know, obviously it's not right. But that's kind of, they did show a little bit of that with like the flashbacks of him being a victim of abuse by Mr. Mooney. Definitely. Yeah. He's got a huge hero complex. And I think, um, I think, I'm well, I, sorry, I don't want to jump into predictions, but remind me about hero complex when we start talking about predictions, because I think, um, that might change a little bit going into season two. Yes. I do want to talk about the whole, I don't know what, when it started to turn, probably like episode seven or something like that, when they broke up Beck and Joe and they were both seeing the therapist and Joe started dating Karen. And I thought that was interesting because he didn't act the same way around her. Karen. I forgot about her, to be honest. Yeah. What do you mean by he didn't act the same way about her? Like, how are you interpreting that? Like, he didn't act, he didn't act like manipulative, or at least they didn't show that. He was still kind of stalking Beck a little bit, but it didn't seem like he was manipulative like that with Karen. They just seemed like in a normal relationship. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of this internal fight that he's having. You know, like I really do think, I don't know what it is, but I do think there's this little part in him that like knows what he's doing is wrong. And he doesn't want to do it, but then he has these outbursts and he does it. And then he's just like, oh, well, these are all the reasons why I did it. He just like justifies it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't want to kill anyone. Okay, wait, I'm really angry. I'm going to kill somebody. Oh, but wait, they deserved it. Yeah, that's what I think's what hooks people in on the show because we said this before, but it's the perspective of him and like, those voiceovers are everything like that makes the show hearing every little thing that he thinks and why he thinks the way he thinks and why he does the things that he does. It's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you can kind of see why he does stuff. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Like it kind of forces us as the audience to literally see things from his point of view because we're hearing it in his head. So, Again, we find ourselves sometimes being like, well, that makes sense, (laughs) you know, like when he, you know, killed Ron to essentially save Paco or like, well, thank God, because who else was (laughs) going to save Paco, you know, like, and it's just like those little moments when then you find yourself later, like, oh my gosh, did I really think it was okay for him to like kill Ron? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like has, has you questioning yourself a little bit, but, and you know, it's all obviously a TV show, um, but it's like, it's very interesting. And I know you said this the first time we talked about the pod, like how unique and original it was that we're hearing this type of narrative from his point of view versus like a victim's point of view. Yeah, the victim or the police, or that's usually what happens with this kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And even, I mean, Criminal Minds, we see, you know, all different kinds of, you know, killers and psychopaths and things, but... For the most part, by the time the BAU gets involved, they're serial killers, you know? They've mm-hmm. they've killed a lot um, for whatever reasons. But it is very interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Joe had that one kill in the past. But it is very interesting to see, like, again, that, like, transition of, like, he is becoming a serial killer. I mean, he's killed. Yeah, he his body count going. is five, so that he's officially a serial killer. I think once you hit three, you're officially a serial killer. So... It's like seeing that progression is a unique perspective, I think. I agree. Did you um suspect that Peach was in love with Beck? Because I knew like she was kind of protective over her and wanted to spend time with her, but I didn't catch that at first. Absolutely. Every, well, I won't put everybody in a box, but that is... <laughs> 
typical closeted, um, I'll just, I'll use an umbrella term and say queer behavior. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Peach's obsession was a lot. Yeah, all the pictures and stuff. I, that was weird. Yeah, I, I really hope it was just over-dramatized for the show. And we all just kind of went along with it because the show was so wild as it was. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean over-dramatized um, for the show <laughs> as opposed to real life? <laughs> well, I would hope like someone wouldn't be that crazy obsessed in real life. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I got um, you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, growing up, I always, like, had, like, there was always, like, friends of mine that, like, I always, like, wanted to hang out with a little more than, like, the rest of my friends. And obviously, at the time, I never knew why, you know? But there was, like, this little bit of obsession there. Obviously, not to the point that Peach went to. Hopefully um, not. <laughs> no, definitely not. I could promise you that. It was more just like, oh, I want to hang out with them all the time kind of thing. Not like a, I'm going to control her whole life and take pictures of her while she's sleeping thing. I promise I've never done any of that. I'm glad to hear um, that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was like, I don't know. I could see the little signs, the subtle signs, like how protective she was of her and how she always wanted to be in control. Like I was kind of like, yeah, she's got a thing for her. I definitely saw it. Again, I didn't know it was to that point of obsession, but I kind of had a feeling. Mm. That's my my queer intuition. My queer SPN. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's probably a better pun out there somewhere, but that's all I come up with on the top of my head. But yeah, speaking of Peach, um, Joe figures out that Peach is in love with Beck. And trying to take her away from her. So that's how, you know, the whole Joe and Peach, um, what's the word? Little tussle came about. <laughs> tussle. <laughs> tussle. Yeah, and Beck actually figured it out too when her, she was trying to get her to go to uh, Paris or whatever. And Beck ended up leaving. That's yep. when, and Joe was there too, not on purpose. He wasn't supposed to be. Yep. I think... Joe and Peach were both in a desperate and um, they're both in a desperate place at that time because this girl had two stalkers. <laughs> yeah, this wild. Oh my gosh, I'm, never mind. I'm I was gonna say something very inappropriate. I'm gonna keep it to myself. My brother listens to this podcast. Uh, you know, um, I talked about choking <laughs> a couple weeks ago. You're fine. <laughs> That's a good point. I was just going to say she that she must be really good in bed. That's the clean way of saying what I was going to say. <laughs> um I don't know what's up. She's got that magic, I guess. But <laughs> you just left that, right? You just, you know, forget the idea that your brother listens to this. It's okay. It's fine. I'll bleep it out. Um <laughs> Anyway, Joe and Peach are in, they're both in a, a place of desperation because, you know, Peach just found out that Beck's not going to Paris and she left and, you know, she's kind of catching on, I think, to what's going on. And Joe is caught in the house and pretty much not held at gunpoint, but has a gun pointed at him. So they get in a little tussle and boom, gunshot. Peach is dead. Mm. Joe frames it as a suicide. Yep. And that was not that hard to do considering she's tried to kill herself before or at least yep. pretended to, to get Beck's attention. Yes, which is very like, I don't know, that's like middle school behavior. Like I remember like people doing that in middle school. Like, I mean, obviously not like going to the point of like taking pills or something, but being like, I don't know, just very all the dramatics over somebody that you had a crush on kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But. I want to talk about Dr. Nikki real quick. Yeah, let's let's talk about Dr. Nikki. Because I thought it John was. John Stamos. It was interesting that Joe went to him. Um, and at first it seemed like he was just trying to get information about Beck. Mm-hmm. But he, he kind of, I think he stayed and actually started going to therapy. He started talking about his actual life and stuff. I mean, he used his fake name and everything but 
I think he was trying to figure himself out. Yeah. And again, I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but that I think that added to like his, his little struggle, his internal struggle. And maybe that has something to do with why he was a little more normal with Karen. Yeah, maybe. Because that all happened around the same time. Mm-hmm. There's a theory. I don't know. And did you think that Beck had cheated with Dr. Nikki? When Joe was first at therapy, I was very much like, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's why it's happening. But then when she denied it at first and they like, they, I remember they fought about it and then they moved on from it. I was like, oh, yeah, like he, like she didn't cheat. Everything's good. And then like, obviously like a couple episodes later, we found out that she lied and that she actually did. I was like mind blown they really they had me tricked for a minute there yeah i had no i had no idea i thought that he was just paranoid and you know how obsessive he is Mm -hmm. i didn't think that they actually did anything and me too i was surprised guinevere beck is not perfect after all (laughs) but yeah uh very shortly after the dr nikki thing and that argument um joe and beck break up joe starts dating karen um, little bit later in the show, couple, maybe an episode or two later, Joe and Beck run into each other. They're both obviously still interested. They start hooking up behind Karen's back. And then finally, Joe breaks up with Karen and confesses his love to Beck and they're dating again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just drawn to each other. Weirdly enough, they are. And then she found the teeth. And then <laughs> she found the teeth, and then shit gets Gross. wild. Yep. She found Joe's little stash of souvenirs. His uh, trophies. His trophies, yes. Found what? Uh, Benji's cell phone, Beck's old cell phone, her underwear, the teeth, which we didn't know who it belonged to. Yeah. We thought they were Candace's teeth, remember? Mm-hmm, but we found out they're they Benji's. They were Benji's. Yep. Mm. Candace's um, necklace was in there, though. Yeah, and something that belonged to Peach, too, right? I think so, yeah. I forget what, but basically, you know, all of his trophies. A lot of stuff in there. Yep. And Beck tries to get herself out of there, but she could not stay cool, calm, and collected and got herself busted. So she gets locked in that little box in the basement. Yeah, it was messed up. That's sad. Yeah, that got pretty wild there. Um, on the outside of that box. She did a good job tricking him, though. She did. I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that. On the outside of that box, we have the whole, uh, a little bit more Paco drama. Um, Paco, something happens, I forget what. Tensions rose with Ron and Paco. There we go. <laughs> Tensions are high between Ron and Paco. Ron chases him down in an alley. Threatens to kill him. Says, I'm going to kill you when I find you or something like that. And Joe comes to the rescue. Kind of, yeah, superhero Joe. Yeah. that's. I'm rolling my eyes as I say that. I'm not actually calling him a hero. <laughs> or calling this a rescue. I mean, Well, I mean. It was. He did kind of. Yeah. But he didn't have to kill him is the thing. He could have just. Mm-hmm gotten him out of that situation and moved on um but yeah he kills ron and paco is obviously forever grateful and indebted yeah paco um, and his mom have to leave right Mm-hmm. um but back to beck in the box go ahead let's talk about beck in the box yeah i mean at first she was you know playing she's typical behavior she was lashing out at him and how could you do this and and then she started thinking and she started playing into his like mind. Wrote the thing about how he he could frame Nikki. Said, "Oh, I understand why you did everything." Like, yeah. Definitely she obviously took her some time to process and you know, figure out what was all going on, but then yeah, she started playing strategy. And um it, worked. it almost Almost worked out for her. She stabbed him. She got a good jab in there. She really did, and she almost escaped. Locked him in the box. She almost escaped, but she had a chance. And Paco was there. Paco was up there, but like I said, Paco is now indebted 
to Joe did not save that her. That was really sad. That was. I don't know sad. if he could have actually done anything anyway, though, if it was locked from the inside. I don't think it was. I think it was locked from the outside. Well, then she would have been able to get in. Or how would he get out? How would Joe get out? It had to be locked from the inside. I don't know. Like, he had to put the key in on the inside to get them out. Well, I don't know. regardless, Paco didn't go get help. How's that? Very true. Paco was just like, all right, my man Joe's got this. I'm out. <laughs> yep. And then Joe has his own set of keys because he's not stupid and lets himself out. And boom, Beck is dead. He gets her. Yeah, they didn't show how he killed her. I don't think we needed to. That's sad. I liked Beck. Yeah. As you know, she had issues. Everyone has issues, you know. But she, I think she was a good person deep down. Um, yeah, I mean, she was just trying to go to a bookstore one day and... Her whole life changed. Everyone around her died and then she died. That sucks. Yeah. And um, he, Joe, used that manuscript to frame everything on Dr. Nikki so he got out of everything. That was wild. Mm-hmm. And we got a little flash forward into normal C. Joe's, you know, just back to the bookstore doing his old thing and then boom. He released... He released um, Beck's book, though. He did release Beck's book. She became a best-selling author. Everyone becomes a best-selling author after they die, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Yeah, but like you said, the uh, the end there, Candace walks in. Hey, Bunny. Candace is alive. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Me neither. I swore she was dead. Mm-hmm. Wild. But that's how they leave us. That's how they leave us. So it was a pretty good season. It was an intense season. Um, I think a really good season finale. I was on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. Me as well. A lot of twists, turns. Wasn't sure if Beck was going to die or not. Yeah. Yeah. But death. I know we're we're a season behind. <laughs> the rest of the world's probably on season three, but we have not watched season two yet, so... We're going to take the second half of the episode to discuss what we think is going to happen in season two. And most of you have probably already seen it, so y'all can laugh at our predictions at how bad we are. Yeah, I was just going to say that everyone can laugh at how wrong we are. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, let's do it. Do you have have any predictions right off the bat, or do you need a conversation starter? Because I got a couple conversation starters written down. I wrote some stuff down. I'm prepared. Okay, go for it. Hit me. Well, I still think that that jar of pee is going to come into play here. Remember Joe left the pee at Peach's house? Yes, jar of pee, yes. And, you know, they kept, you know, they showed that pretty vividly, so I think that's going to come back. I don't know if you can get DNA from pee. I don't know how that works. But I think it's going to be something. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you could get DNA from it, but there might be things you could find out from it that could be helpful. Mm. As weird as that sounds. I don't know. Like, I mean, you go to the, I mean, you, you know, you do urine tests and stuff at the doctors to find out about, I mean, drugs, but like, you know, there are, yeah, if he's on any medications, it could tell that. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. And, um, if any of those, like, medications do not align with, like, what Dr. Nikki is, you know, taking or whatever, that could be a little red flag there. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dr. Nikki will be in season two? I do. Hmm. I don't think... I don't think that Joe is home free yet. I think that that personal or private investigator... That was hired by Peach's family is going to keep. Yep, I have that written down. Yeah, is going to keep doing some digging. I think obviously there's going to be a trial. You know, Doctor Nikki went to jail, but you know he still gets a, a trial. And you know they say innocent until proven guilty, so they have to prove him to be guilty. Right. I mean, they they he you know the evidence was planted in his backyard, so that's pretty damning evidence, but. Everything has to line up, if that makes sense, you know? Depends on how good his lawyer is, I suppose. 
But I think we'll see some of that. I think Joe will have to jump some hurdles in the trial. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... I think soon Joe's going to have to leave town. Uh, Yeah. I don't know how he can stay if he keeps killing people. Yeah, if people around him are going to keep dying, that's like, hello, red flag. They're going to link it to him. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Do you think that... I mean, Joe got kind of friendly with Beck's friends. You think he's still going to talk to them and hang out with them? Um, I'm going to go with maybe. I mean, the one girl is dating Ethan, the guy from the bookstore, right? Yeah. I think if somehow Joe does stay in town, I think they stay connected. But if, like you're predicting, if Joe skips town, I think he'll kind of, you know, maybe an occasional text message or whatever, but I don't think he'll actively hang out with them. Or maybe maybe he will to keep the the front of Mr. Good Guy. Mr. I'm so sad that Beck is dead, like, in our, you know, our dead friend is a connection. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm unsure of that one. Yeah, I mean, he's, he hung out with them a little bit, even without Beck. True. So, the friends might think it's weird if he stops that. Yeah, if he stops it abruptly, yeah. He doesn't want to look suspicious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with the finale, Candace saying, like, we have unfinished business. What's their unfinished business? Are they going to team up? Are they going to do something? I want to know what they did before. Why she was missing for so long. I hope we get to see flashbacks of that, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm just going off of whatever's popping in my head here, but maybe Candace... Mm, does Candace know that Joe killed Elijah? Did we see that in a flashback or something? I don't know. Okay. Because maybe Candace does know that Joe killed Elijah. And she helped him cover it. But maybe there was some kind of deal there. I think they said that because he like fell off the building. I think they thought that was a suicide as well. Like man jumped off a building. I thought that was like a newspaper article or something they showed. I could be mistaken. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there's more that they're going to unveil there. Like maybe Candace to, you know, protect Joe, because I'm sure they would have investigated it. Maybe Candace claimed to be an eyewitness and like said she, oh, I saw him fall or I saw him jump, whatever. I don't remember if it was like a suicide or an accident, but maybe she claimed to be an eyewitness. That's true. Maybe to protect she, Joe. Maybe she, either way, she knows about it somehow and she's, you know, using it as blackmail and she's finally calling in on Cashing it. Cashing in. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why she would disappear for so long. Maybe she wanted to disappear. Maybe the life she had here in America was just like not for her and she wanted to disappear. So maybe that was like the leverage. She was like, hey, help me disappear and don't tell anyone where I am and I'll keep your secret kind of thing. Mm, yeah. You think she's going to You think she's going to be in season 2 like as a main character? Yeah. I I mean I think there's a lot of unknowns there. I mean, we spent the whole season kind of like I mean, obviously it wasn't a main plot line, but we were like, "Oh my gosh, what happened to Candace? Candace is dead. He killed Candace. He's done this before." blah blah blah. So there's a lot of unanswered questions and I think they're going to be answered in season two. Definitely. Yeah, I hope they do go more into Joe's past too. Yes. Um, like was Beck his actual like first weird stock obsession kill? Who knows? Who knows? We thought Candace was the first, but she's still alive. So maybe not. Who knows? I I do look forward to seeing more of his past Um even like the his relationship with Dr. Mooney, obviously not a good relationship and kind of, you know, um, a big trigger mm-hmm. for him and, you know, the, the reason why he potentially is the way he is today. So I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. Um, what else you got? I think so much stuff happens at this bookstore. I think Ethan might 
catch on or maybe catch him do something. And that'll complicate things a lot. Will Ethan help him or will that be a threat? Could Ethan be in the next body count? He could be. You know what we should do? We should predict his body count for season two. That was my idea. Oh, sorry. I wanted to make a bet with you. All right, well, we can do that. Let's do it. Yeah, but I was going to save it till the end. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all right. We could do it since we're already talking about body counts. Well, no, let's finish talking about our predictions first because, see, I didn't have Ethan as a potential body count addition, so now my numbers might change. Oh, well, you already got to think about it. You already have a number right in mind. I haven't thought about it. I have a number in mind, but I wanted to see how the conversation went All right. before I started placing bets with you. Okay. What else do you got? Let's keep um, going. I think the only other thing is, it's not really a prediction, more of a question, as a lot of these have been, but like, do we think that Paco and Claudia are going to be in the story still? I do not think so. I mean, so. it seems like they left, but maybe if Joe leaves, he's going to follow them. I don't think so. I think as cute as Paco was and as, you know, cute their relationship was, um, I think he was a secondary storyline that's kind of come to a close. They're moving to California, having their happy ending, and they're off. I think Joe will find another, like, surrogate child to, you know, protect and be a hero for. Maybe not even a child, just another, you know, surrogate person, person. to protect. Yeah. But I think Paco luckily got out of that. He got out of it, but he's going to be... Oh, he's going to be messed up. Traumatized. That poor yeah. kid. And he's... I mean, he watched Ron die. Mm-hmm. He watched... I mean, I don't know if he heard about Beck dying, but if he ever finds that out, he's like, oh, I could have saved her probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe he'll be mentioned, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess my only other prediction is I think he's obviously going to find somebody else to stalk and become obsessed with, so. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. What do you got? Um, I don't know. It's tough. I don't have any, like, hard predictions because, like, sure, we got a little bit of a cliffhanger, but we also got a lot of you know, a lot of endings as well in that season one finale. Like season two could go in a million different directions, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess the only prediction I have is what I already mentioned about Candace. I think, you know, I think originally we thought of her as like a, that was his first, first victim kind of person. But I think that maybe she knows the type of person that he really is and she for whatever reason helps him out gets him out of trouble mm-hmm. and i think it'll come back to bite her in the ass i think candace dies season two there we go i'll go i'll say it candace dies season two wow all right you want to do our body counts yeah let's do it want to i'm i'm i'm, I'm like I'm talking a legit bet here. $15 on the line. $15? Okay. That's about all I can afford these days. All right. Let's do it. All right. Are we going to do like... Are we doing like like prices right? Like (laughs) That's what I was just going to ask. I just think whoever's closer. Yeah. We'll go whoever's closest by like, you know, increment. Absolute value. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) That means... Okay. Calm down. Um, and if there's a tie, we'll both just keep the money. No, whatever. Like if I guess three and you guess five and he kills four people, then we both lose. All right. Fair enough. Now, are Those we are counting like negotiations? If we see a flashback and it's, you know. Yes. Somebody else from the past. Okay. Yes. The number Any of people, killings we see. Yes. Killings that we see. In season that we haven't two, seen before, whether present day or past, that have not already, that aren't part of the f- five we already know about. Okay, that's fair. Everybody know the rules. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think everyone's clear. I'm clear. Are you clear? I'm clear. I'm also queer. So clear. let's go. Okay. <laughs> you want to go first? What do you got? 
Um, well, I didn't have time to think about it. No, right. you go first. I'll go first. That's fair. I'll go first. I could talk for a minute while you think. I'm good at talking. So I was originally toying with the number three. I know there was there was five in the first season. And five felt like a good number, but I feel like they won't do the exact same amount as last time. And I think more would be a huge escalation, and I think too soon. Like, I think if he's going to have any kind of escalation, it's not going to be till season three. I think he's going to try to slow down a little bit now that Beck, the obsession with Beck is out of his life. I think he's going to slow down a little bit. And like I said, I was toying with three. But then you threw that Ethan thing out there at me, and I'm, I'm thinking he could be a potential. I have Ethan written down. I have Candace written down. And then I think we're going to find out about one other person from his past. And then I also think... He's going to have a new stocky. New stocky. I I think he's going to have a new stocky, but I don't think he's going to kill her this season. I think he's he's going to he's going to have another collateral damage in there somewhere. I don't know who it is. Like maybe it's a character we haven't met yet. Maybe gosh, my memory's so bad. Maybe I'm remembering a scene with Mr. Mooney. Mhm. Mr. Mooney's obviously like dying, not functioning. So I also have this inkling that he might off Mr. Mooney. That's fair. So what's your number? 4. Four? Yeah, sorry. I, I, you know, I went into detail to give you time to think. Yeah, I appreciate that. But four is, four is the guess. Okay. I and think he's gonna, I think he's gonna slow down because he's got a lot of heat around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so my original thought was like maybe like one, but the potential for having like the flashbacks shown with previous killings is what's getting me. Because you don't know. I think it's going to be less. I'm going to go two. Mackenzie's going two. Okay. You don't think... Hopefully it's not three. Hopefully it's not three, yeah. Um, And here's just a question. Just, you know, make conversation. Season one was very exciting, right? There was a lot of a lot of drama, a lot of uh, suspense, rather. Mm-hmm. It's a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, with those five killings. Do you think that they're only being two killings is gonna bring down the momentum of the show i mean it could but i think the this it's not really the killings that drives the show it's like the suspense of his creepiness okay like the is he gonna do it is is what really yeah doesn't mean he's always gonna do it but is he gonna do it yeah, and just like his strategy and his mind. That's what keeps it interesting, I think, not necessarily the killings. Okay. Just like how he stalks and how he figures out all this stuff and gets into people's phones and computers. Okay. Interesting. I was just putting it out there. I was just curious because I originally kind of thought it might be a low number two, but then I was like, I don't think that they're going to pull back from the momentum, but I see your point. I think it also... It also depends on if he stays there or if he does, like, leave. True. Because if he stays there, he can't really do much. Like we said before, if too many people die around him, it's mm-hmm. obviously a pattern. But if he goes somewhere else, it might be, you know, free range. Yeah. Well, now, does it also, does it look suspicious for him to leave? To skip town? Yeah, it does. Things to think about. But he could also just say he's, like, grieving his girlfriend and wants to leave. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to get around that, definitely. But, yeah, I think in terms of hard predictions, the only hard predictions I have is Candace knows Joe is the way he is. She helps him out, but then something happens and he kills her. And she's part of his body count of four for season two. And obviously, I think he finds another woman to stalk, get in a relationship with, and stalk, and harass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like we said, 
I think Ethan's going to get involved a little bit. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's my big prediction. I think he's either going to find out or get himself. He's going to be collateral damage. Crosshairs. Yeah. Hmm. All thoughts. And a lot of this again rides on does the season, does the series continue in New York or not? You know? Right. Because again, also, you know, that, that makes the difference of whether Beck's old friends are involved or not. We should, um, which is one of Ethan's girl, like Ethan's girlfriend, like maybe she gets in the middle of it and maybe she's the one that dies. Who knows? There's a lot of things, a lot of up in the air things. We should pause and watch the season two trailer. Okay, we can do that. Wow. So we just uh, took a minute to watch the official season two trailer of you. That was uh, quite a trailer. Absolutely. I think um, predictions change a little bit at this point. I mean, some of our predictions are already wrong. Correct. Some of them are are true. Like uh, we heard Candace say, you did it again, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I think that means that Candace does know. And Candace knows his patterns. She's got his number. Absolutely, um, and she also looked like they got in a little bit of a fight there. So I, I still think she's good for the body count. Yeah, and they did. Sh- it looks like they showed a flashback of her running through the woods or something. It looked like I mean I interpreted it as a flashback because they put it in black and white, and it, I don't know, it just looked yeah. Like one. Maybe he's attempted to kill her in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm no, surprised she got away. If if so, I, I mean, we did find out. Looks like he's going to L.A. He is. So that definitely changes. That would change my body count. Things um, change. That's okay. We don't have to be sold on the four and the two. We can talk a little bit more and make final counts. I'm okay with that. But He also has a new name. Yeah. Well, I figured. Going by Will. Yeah. I wonder what he's going to do with the Joe persona, though. Like, is he just going to... I don't know. Like, I feel like people are going to wonder where he went. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Those are his loose ends to tie up. But that answers the question about I don't think he's going to keep in touch with the friends. Like he probably got rid of his old phone completely. He's starting fresh. Although they do Um, show a scene of the cube at the end. Like he went back. There's, I mean, I'm assuming it's the cube that was in the Mr. Mooney store. But it could have been a flashback. I don't know. They did show the cube and they showed a body with blood. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he builds himself another cube, opens up another bookstore in L.A. Maybe. How do you build those cubes? That's interesting. I don't know. That's another. That's a conversation for another time. But, yeah, he says he's looking for a fresh start. He's in L.A. Um, I think, obviously, that keeps that keeps Ethan out of the picture. So I, I think he's going to be off my body count list now. But the brother. I, I'm going to replace him with the brother. Yes, I think the brother <laughs> yeah. is going to die. You think so? Love's brother is dead. <laughs> Absolutely. I, also, I hate that her name is Love. Me too. What's with him and girls with four-letter names? <laughs> Beck and Love. Get out of here. That was a lot. That was a lot to process. I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. Um, uh, They were at a funeral. Probably her brother's. Ooh. But it could have been anyone's. I would say, I think it's safe to say the body counts at least one. Yeah, I think that's definitely safe to say. I don't know. What are you thinking, Kens? I think I'm going to shift my number to three. Okay. And I am going to keep my number at four. Okay, there we go. That breaks our tie. There will be a clear winner. Someone's getting 15 buckaroonies. Whoa. I know. Hey, that'll buy me dinner, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to watch season two now, especially after watching that trailer, and see what happens, experience all of Joe or Will's creepiness. Mm, lots and lots of creepiness. We really need to catch up with the rest of the world, watch season two. And season three, because everyone's been posting about it, especially when season three first dropped. I had to, like, again, avoid social media. 
Obviously, a couple unavoidable spoilers. I, I saw that he has a kid. I'm sure you did too. I did. I, I saw him, just like a picture of him with a baby on his, like strapped on. And I was like, oh my God, is he taking the baby around creeping? Yeah. I mean, it looks less suspicious, I guess. Yeah, really. No one looks twice at a guy walking around carrying a baby. So it's. But um, you did just get picked up for season four. Oh, wow. So we should try to uh, maybe watch seasons two and three before four comes out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it'll be like a year or so before. Yeah. So we have time. We will. We, we'll we'll watch it. We got um a lot of episodes to catch up on, but... Speaking of episodes, we drop new ones every Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is every other Wednesday. <laughs> we had a shift in the sketch, Kens. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday. I missed the memo so. on that one. That's all right. I I sent you an email oh. per my last email. Per my last email. Oh, I must have put that in the archives. Yeah. Per my last email, we drop episodes every other Wednesday. So if you like what you're hearing, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on uh, wherever you're listening to us now. And if you don't like what you're hearing, you can follow us on social media at Pod and let us know what you'd like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Always open to suggestions. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And keep on binging.